Hey, it's Bill. Jumping in here before Dylan starts the show to mention that the next handful of episodes were actually ported from our Twitch video recordings, and that means our audio was all crammed together in one file. It's not very noticeable because Kathleen is an amazing editor, but please bear with us, it doesn't last long. Thanks! Enjoy the episode. All of you are find yourselves kind of at the same time sort of just slightly offset arriving in the dining hall um, with this halfling gentleman uh, ferrying food to different people sitting at these long banquet style tables there's also a few smaller tables situated around the, ex- the the perimeter of the room and then there is a small door and I mean small uh, like halfling sized uh, in the far wall that leads to the back of the building where you assume probably the kitchen is um, and you can hear the sound of pots and pans and cooking and, you know, f- uh, flame uh, broiling up uh, stuff in pans um, just off in the distance beyond the wall. Um, so, yeah, I think I just steer Zeph to a table um, and then we plop down. And is this a is this a table service kind of in? Uh, as soon as you sit down, you hear the, the nasally voice of the halfling. Hey, uh, you you guys getting food today? Um, yeah, I think uh, we'll take whatever your uh, your standard breakfast is. Nothing fancy for us boys, huh? All right, how special? One, uh, two, one for both of you. Uh, two, yeah, one each. I would like to sit down at the same table. <laughs> and he immediately points to you like it's it's like a laser focus, and he just turns his gaze. And he's like, "You having anything to eat?" Yeah, I just put up a, a three. <laughs> I'm going to assume that means you want one, too. Okay. Big lady, you're the only one left. Um, Having anything to eat? You look terrible. You should eat something. <laughs> I should. I should. Um, What do you have for one who does not consume meat? Hmm. I got a lot of bread. Uh, bread will do. Just bread? I mean, I can probably, like, I got some potatoes. I can make, make up some potatoes and some bread. Potatoes sound lovely. Thank you. All right. Never underestimate the uh, powerful tuber. Coming right up. And he uh, sets down... potato (laughs) sandwich. He sets down the the food that he was already carrying to other people and just vanishes (laughs) in the door with like a a flurry and is just there, gone. I like that guy. He is accommodating. (laughs) So, um, I see you're both still here. Well, breakfast is the most important meal of day. <laughs> yeah, I seem to recall saying that, and mm-hmm. also some other things, probably. But who could remember? Certainly no one else sitting here. Interesting. Um, Ozzy just kind of, like, leans back in his chair and says, um, so you two are really going to follow us the whole way there, huh? Uh, just sits there smiling. <laughs> <laughs> we we journey northward, of for our own reasons. I I assure you, we do not intend to follow, though it may be safer to travel among others. Mm, yeah, you might Are be you, surprised. Have you been north? Hmm, that's a good question. Have I been north? Not this far. This is probably the furthest you've ever been north. 
Um, aside from the the fact that technically um, uh, Midgate, where you met with uh, Noir, is a little bit further north, um, technically speaking, but it also is caught in a, a, an area by the mountains, and it's in a low point, uh, mm. like um, elevation-wise. So it's slightly warmer than Gunner's Holt is which is a little bit higher in elevation. Um, so despite mm-hmm. being further south, it's a, quite a bit colder. And anything beyond this, further north in the center, um, is just Udin Dominion territory, and it's dangerous. It is extremely dangerous. Cool. Um, now, nah, this, this is the farthest north I've made it in my travels. The north is unforgiving. If you wish us to travel with you... I, I do not. I've, I've already expressed to your partner here how much I think that is a bad decision, but she is apparently not great at taking strong suggestions. Well, you only said it about me. Uh, my big friend here could be help. We go north regardless. What is, what is it you two are doing, exactly? Where are you going? Why are you going? I am called back to court. I must go. Like, night court? No, I'm just kidding. I don't know what night court is. Uh, (laughs) That's your pull. That's your pull, I guess. The secret secret fifth court of the Fae. The night court. Love it. Do do I know what this court is referring to? Probably not, right, if I don't know about magic metals. Uh, Make a history check for me. Um, okay, cool. Uh, I got a 16 on my history. Okay. Oh, wait, no, nope, nope, that's deception. <laughs> uh, seven. The seven? Yeah. Oh, okay. your deception, though. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you're not super familiar. Um, you've heard of it. You know it has something to do with Fae. And, and Fae are not exactly uncommon in Baleheart. They're actually pretty common. Um, but the distinction between, like, courts and, you know, anything like that gets into minutia you're not familiar with. It has something to do with the Fae, and that's about all you, mm-hmm. you know. But I'm not, like, there's no reason for me to be suspicious that a Fae is saying that they've been called to court, essentially. No. Okay, cool. I mean, those two those two words go together in some respect, okay. and that's about all you know. Cool. Um... So Ozzy nods, uh, and then he, like, jerks his thumb at Maisel and says, And what's your deal? She's going to court. I'm her ride home. You got a wagon? That's... No, I don't... I don't know why I'm here. Is she going to ride on your shoulders? What are you talking about? I had to leave where I was from, and I figured, uh... Well, why not North? You had to leave where you were from. What is what does that mean? That Drain shrugs. Pretty clear. <laughs> comes north. Maisel you, comes north. She right. Aren't you worried? She could be an uh, an assassin. She could be a uh, pirate. I don't know. Me. I have met yeah. assassins. Maisel, I do not think is. Can I drop my spoon while she says that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Deeply offended. <laughs> Besides, 
I am not a sufficiently important target. It's fine. All right. Um, have you been? Have you been to this court before? This isn't your first time going, is it? No, no. It is not often that I return to court, but it has been some time. But I have before, yes. So what should we expect for the journey? Uh, I'm going to do some some scrounging for supplies today. I need to know what we got in for us. Cold. Stronger cold than you have known. And hunger. So, so Hunger I will try to allay. So, Drang, the, there's a few core uh, hurdles in traveling the Dominion and the Great White Emptiness that takes up the majority of its center that you and Maisel may find yourselves traversing. Um, uncertain how far north exactly your new uh, friends uh, are going. <laughs> um, the three biggest things are going to be cold, food, and difficult terrain. The snow gets deep fast, and it makes walking on foot uh, almost impossible. We're talking waist-high to chest-high snow in certain places. Um, uh, hidden falls because of uh, snow drifts that are much bigger than they seem, um, or much deeper than they seem. Uh, so transportation or, or traversal of the, of the actual land itself, food and warmth, are going to be the three biggest things that would encumber those unlike yourself. Snow will swallow you, and you will swallow little. <laughs> this second thing I can allay with the arts of the woods. I am familiar with it. To walk in the snow takes courage and patience. And the cold takes lives. Ozzy kind of uh, does one of these things and says, um, All right, you're hired. We, we are? No, no, not you. I can't stress this enough. You are not. <laughs> well, I think you'll find or a package deal, for God's sake. I think you'll find that splitting one person's rate isn't as fun as it might sound. Oh, uh, you, oh, you, you misunderstand. Um, I will, will, will help, but... I am not, um, uh, what is word? Um, Maisel, um, person who requires gold. Person who requires gold. Uh, uh, person? What is, no, I don't know it. I'm not, uh, Any, mercenary. Anyone. Mm. Ah, I'm not anyone. <laughs> it is because I am needed. It is fine. So, just so we're clear here. You're going to guide us through the um, vast winter expanse, which you just clarified is um, deadly in several different ways. And I don't need to pay you. I am going anyway, and gold will do little for you. Ozzy um, slaps his hand on the table, and it's like, uh, finally, some sensible people here. Drag nods. Nods. Yes. Sensible. Yep. <laughs> All right. Here. I can't. Completely misses the point. <laughs> Somehow goes right over. <laughs> so here's the thing about me is I just can't like 
let this go. You know, you're doing something for me. I got to do something for you. I don't like owing people. So here's what I'm going to do for you. We are going to work on your persona. All right. <laughs> Should. Okay. <laughs> Drang takes a minute, realizes that it's not making any more sense the more she thinks about it and shrugs. <laughs> Just, okay. We have a deal. Um, and Ozzy sticks out his hand to Drang. Yeah, and Drang shakes his hand. It's a perfectly peaceable interaction, Bill. <laughs> Not once did anybody snatch anything out of anybody else's hands. <laughs> uh, there's there's two spoons sitting in my bowl. <laughs> so Ozzy's like, um, either of you uh, been in this town before? Never once. This is... Uh... Actually, I've I've never been to the top of the lifts before yesterday. It has been a long, long time. Long Great. time. So nobody knows if there's any uh, supply stores or, uh, you know, mm. amicable shop. That, wait, that that one, I, I can help with that one. I, uh, I used to supply here with uh, 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 harps and juniper, things like that, and... Uh, I certainly know that uh, all sorts of provisions can be found. So that's all I, that's actually all I know. (laughs) Um, It's more than I know. (laughs) Ozzy just slowly nods and then says, "Um, all right, I'm still not paying you. (laughs) (laughs) The halfling returns with another big platter with a number of different plates on it. Um, three identical ones and then one that are just like some uh like thick slices of ham and some toast and some eggs and then uh with you know tankards of ale with all three of them and then the last one is just a plate with some toast and some uh nicely browned like slices of potato and he comes by and he's like all right i got your food here you go here you go here you go enjoy and then he 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 stops and he looks at zeph he's like it's uh, kind of hard to eat with your hands. Ah, it's not my business. Uh, enjoy your food. <laughs> and then he goes and tends to another table. Boy, do I like this guy. Very attentive. to, uh, what, hand feed him? <laughs> can we actually take this off for a bit? I know I put them on, but uh, suppose you're in charge now. Um, Ozzy turns to Zeph and says, uh, you feeling feisty? Uh, no. And he looks around the table with this just pitiful look on his face and says, not particularly. Okay, so you just, uh, you just remember what I talked about upstairs if you try to run and, uh, maybe we'll get those things off of you for a minute. Yeah, I, I th- as, as he puts his hands up, I like... <laughs> I want to, like, elbow and, like, try to, like, push Drang a little bit. Yeah, Drang, Drang very much is just, like, moving with... Is just <laughs> moving puts, with Zeph. You guys are you guys are across the table from yeah. uh, Ozzy and Zeph, and when he puts his hands out, Drang just, like, leans back. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I think I have the key now, right? I can't you remember yeah. with yeah. All, yeah. The, all the exchanges that I've had. Yeah. <laughs> you think you have the key. Zeph doesn't really know either because he hasn't been paying yeah. attention to a lot of what's been happening. So he's just like pointing his hands at anyone who will unlock them. 
Yeah, I, I go ahead and unlock them. And I flash him a smile like I did that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <sighs> and he starts slowly eating his uh, his food. Yeah, the food's actually decent. The the produce is all fresh. Well, all the ingredients are, are extremely fresh. Um, Maisel, you know that being so close to the lifts, this is like mm-hmm. prime real estate for getting really, really good um, ingredients and product from the Hearthlands. Um, especially if the inn is affiliated with the owner of the town, the owners of the town, or anyone back in the hearth. Um, and clearly, they pay good money to get good food. Um, yeah, I think I'm just gonna eat eat my breakfast, um, and then I do want to try to go out and find these supply stores. Okay, cool, cool. And um, anything else that the rest of you want to do over over breakfast? Drang's delighted. She's delighted <laughs> by these potatoes. Oh, they're they're yep. extremely well cooked. They're slightly caramelized. Um, they're mm. for for completely just potatoes. They're great. Uh, I want to pull out a notebook. Good too. Okay. Um, yes. And like actually start to try to think of like what we'll actually need to buy. Um, okay. Rather than like shopping around. Like I, I want to be more of a planner and trying to think of like what I have mm-hmm. in my big uh, crate, which I have to imagine is like blankets and clothes. And like it was things that I anticipated I wouldn't be able to get, uh, like wouldn't use up things that I would want to take with me. So that's like, I have a lot of uh, blankets and warm clothing um, that... Uh, I suppose I could share around, but that's basically it. Um, so I, I so, maybe I looked at drink. So you're making an attempt to sort of like think of, like come up with a list. Yes. Okay. And are you're asking for Drang's assistance? I am. Okay. Cat, mm. if you'd like to assist, you can. Um, you can either both roll an intelligence check, or um, Bill, you can roll an ad- at advantage, whichever either of you would prefer. I think I'm gonna hand adva- I'm gonna hand advantage over. Um, okay. okay. I think Drang is not good at thinking of lists of things <clears throat> people will need because what human people need is kind of a little earlier <laughs> still. Sure. But she's very good at vetoing and like, no, you will need a different cut. Ki- like, she's very good okay. at seeing what's wrong with what's been laid down. Sure. So I sort of imagine it being something along the lines of like a, uh, um, you just like Drang just naming off um, problems. That have to be have to be overcome, uh, overcome, and then Maisel just being like, "Oh, to take care of that, we would need this." Yeah. Okay. And uh, Drang also mentions that, like, what she says in person is that she will address the hunger using the arts of the forest. What that means out of character is that she knows the spell Goodberry. With a that twenty, is- do I glean that that's her plan for food for us? Oh yeah, she makes it obvious. Okay. I mean, there's there's okay. there's expressed intent that she believes she can provide food during the journey. Yeah. Um, a level one fruit can feed ten people <laughs> every day. Oh, good berry. Yeah. <laughs> the un the unknown necessary part of any good war. You just gotta keep druids on hand to feed the troops. <laughs> so with a twenty, um you know that there's a handful of, of goods specific to the northern reaches. You don't know a lot about some of them, but you know a good amount about most of them. You know that as far as clothing goes, there's a point at which going any further north that it doesn't matter how much you bundle, it's going to cut th- right through you, and it'll work against you. Uh, just like the Arctic, you'll start to sweat and freeze. 
And so you have to find ways to account for that. Um, but good warm clothing will be a huge deal. Um, normally rations would be a very big deal as well. You know that there's means to protect oneself from the cold that are beyond just clothing. Like magical means can uh, stay the hand of cold winds and ice and snow. Probably more pricey than other methods, but likely more useful. You also know that as far as traveling that far north where the terrain is difficult, um, people in the Uden Dominion in particular breed a particular type of animal called an Uden Mastiff, which is about the size of a large horse. And it's a giant ass dog that is specifically bred to trudge through waist-high snow like nothing. And they're massive. They stand at shoulder about head high for most average humans um, and can be ridden like a horse. Um, if you've ever seen a Tibetan Mastiff, the ones that are just like huge and fluffy, that's what they look like. Just massive, massive dogs. Um, and they're bred specifically here in the north. You also have heard of a, another type of animal, um, less bred and more caught to traverse these territories. Uh, you don't know the name of them, but you've heard rumors of some individuals riding giant insects through the snow. Essentially like massive beetles that ex excrete heat out of their bodies that keep them from freezing and also allow them to move through snow as it sort of melts around them. Um, you know almost nothing about them, but you've heard of them. Okay. I know that those last ones were the yucky too, and they ache me out. <laughs> oh, every story you've ever heard of them, they're really, really fucking terrifying. Like, <laughs> they're awful to, to come across, and most of the rumors you hear about them are about people failing to tame them and getting, e getting eaten alive. Ozzy no! is immediately all in on getting a beetle. <laughs> this is the only thing Ozzy wants anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it seems we're fine on food then, as long as we're... Uh with a, a healthy diet of berries every day. It would be wise to prepare a couple of days rations in case the key again. Giant looks at her hand. Right. The, right. Scar, the scar remains unhealed and those veins still spread from the palm down the wrist. <clears throat> anyway. It may be prudent. Sure. Clothes. Uh, I have clothes if you're fine wearing my coats. Uh, praying that might right, right. Not that, uh, fit. <laughs> hmm. We'll yeah, find something. We'll. Yes. I'm all good on clothes, but uh, my large partner might also be a challenge. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Ozzy, um, since we are currently missing Joe, it's no leap of the imagination that someone clad in a full suit of armor may have a tough time traversing dense, deep snow. And so his traversal across this territory seems troubling and difficult. And beyond that, um, you're not certain whether he's light enough to be carried by a mount. I think Ozzy kind of relays that to the group, but then says, um, but uh, quite frankly, I just think you should take the armor off and we, we stash it on something, you know? He mentioned that it was difficult for him to carry and made him exhausted. Yeah, and I don't know if you've noticed, but he's a, um, he's a bit of a bland individual, so 
I don't think we'll have a problem uh, talking some sense into him about, you know, which way's up, if you get my drift. North and up aren't the same thing. It's just on a map. Ozzy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... I'm like, I'm just doing it to get a rise out of him. <laughs> um, uh, Ozzy um, takes one of the spoons out of Maisel's bowl yeah. and throws it over his shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> um, so, Dylan, uh, where am I at resistance to elements? Like, have I got more resistance to cold than a person has got? Yes. Um, so your, your resistance to cold is such that you are immune to the standard weather effect of, of being cold. Um, you are not incapable of being encumbered moving through the snow, though. You still have a physical body that has to move through the, the snow itself. Um, as far as damage from cold sources, um, you are resistant, but not immune. Okay. So, if someone were to use cold magic on you, it takes the edge off, but you still, if it's intense enough, it can still do damage to you. Okie dokie. Yeah. So I let me know that, like, I'll I'll wear clothes. Like just loudly announce at breakfast, I'll wear clothes. <laughs> no, I was like, I'm I'm fine. Um, it's like uh, what my uncle said when we got mad at him at Thanksgiving. Like, oh, I'll wear clothes. <laughs> oh, oh. David, you're scaring. The younger kids <laughs> put some clothes on. I just, I just realized that under my faith, I put is a fae and does fae stuff. Like my character sheet mm-hmm. is. Yeah, so it's the, a well-known the, fact that I can't be trusted with character sheets. <laughs> you're a yeah. As far as as far as faith and is stuff is concerned, you're. I mean, fae. it's pretty. It's pretty <laughs> obvious. You have a a sort of like pseudo demigod running the winter court that you essentially report to yeah um he's not explicitly a god um though some do worship him like one i mean i'm a big fan <laughs> for you <laughs> like, for... if the topic of religion is broached like i'm a big fan of the winter emperor yeah. i think he's cool for <laughs> Faye, it's almost more of like a familial bond than like a religious bond it's like he is he is the the progenitor of of the winter court he is responsible for making the winter fey oh he's the, my the granddad the, more or less yeah um so there's sort of that like, there's sort of that lineage. So there is this reverence for it as like place of origin. Okay, I'm just gonna change that to Grandpa Emperor. <laughs> good, very good. <laughs> yeah, I think once everybody finishes breakfast, uh, Ozzy um, would like to roll to to buy some supplies for sure. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, I would like to pay for breakfast. Okay. Um, as mentioned the previous day. Um, the the food is complimentary as long as you tip the staff was was what you were told by the uh, the clerk at the counter, um, and you kind of see that halfling still running around and fetching you know empty bowls and tankards and taking them back to the kitchen and coming back out. I guess I want to like try to get in his way, which sucks, but that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, you get up and stand in front of him as he's like running yeah. around with like a tray with food actively on it. He's like, "Whoa, hey there, yeah. watch it!" I'm, hey. Uh, oh. uh, Sorry, uh, and I uh, I want to hand off. What was uh, the rate for each night at a, in a room? I think it was two each. Two each? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then I want to just give him... I just want to chip him another two gold pieces. Okay. Um, they land on the tray. Like, one lands on the tray, and the other lands in, like, a bowl of soup. Because his hands are full. <laughs> Perfect. Yep. Yep. And he looks down, and he looks up at you, and he says, Thanks. Now, can you move? 
I yeah, love this guy. I, I sidle past him. <laughs> We're never leaving Gunner's hole. We love this man too much. And then he goes back and starts putting the... And he puts the bowl down on the counter. He says, wait, one. And he reaches into the, the bowl and pulls out the coin. And then he looks at the That's bowl. That's right. And he's like, I'll get you another Fish one. Out with your hand. And he takes the bowl and puts it back on the tray. And he's like, I'll be right back. Yeah, and Maisel, Maisel feels like a genuine shit. Desperate to know this this guy's name. Luckily, yeah, it was we love him, so he can just pour another one. Dylan, <laughs> we love him. Mm-hmm. We're desperate just, for his name. We're dying yeah. now. We need we needed to. No one's asked. <laughs> <laughs> Why um. are you bullying us? <laughs> no one's asked. Workplace like, bullying. By the Dylan. way, my name <laughs> is Eben Ebenpire Darkthorn. No, is that his name? Yeah, Ozzy would definitely not ask. Okay, either, like, so I'm just gonna have to go without. <laughs> speaking of somebody who's worked in food service, someone asking your name is never good. It's never good. It's uncomfortable. It, it makes the interaction ten times worse. Yeah. I defend my decision not to ask this very busy person his name. That's fine. And you will you will retain not knowing it. But we'll still carry our love for him in our hearts. Absolutely. Name nameless halfling goes down in history as some of the best service you've ever received at a kind of expensive inn. Yeah. <laughs> And we love him. Alrighty. I would like to leave. <laughs> okay. Uh, Ozius, Maisel, you two strike out. Drang, um, I assume yeah. you'll be following close behind. Um, you've gained a little bit more energy uh, after some food and some rest. Walking is not as laborious as before. But, I have potato power. <laughs> but uh, you do still feel a, we- a general weakness um, ling- lingering. Um, so who's who's doing what? Are you guys splitting up, staying together? Who's looking for what first? Um, I would like to go and get uh, a couple days of rations and like maybe some salt to uh, uh, keep things cured. And um, I guess I would want to try to find like any shop that's like selling something from my town, like I don't know some like liquor or something as just like a uh, a stupid ration to keep as a keepsake. Okay. Um, so I would be going to food shops. Sure. Okay. Um, and Ozzy, what are you looking for first? Um, I think first Ozzy is going to try to find um, clothes for Zeph. Okay. Um, but is also like making it very clear that that's just because he has to, and he wants to start looking for the beetle immediately. <laughs> okay. Um, cool. So, both of you make um, investigation checks for me. Um, Drang, I assume you're going with Maisel? Yep. Uh, are you going to assist, or are you just tagging along? I mean, I am. I have a level of exhaustion, so everything I roll is at disadvantage. Okay. I feel like I am not... Drang is very bad at shopping. Okay. Perfect. Yeah, she's not going to try to help. (laughs) She's going to carry stuff. That's totally a valid thing to do. All right. Oh, yeah, I suppose uh, I had a 13. Okay. I got a 7. Maisel, you you kind of survey the general area around the lifts and there's quite a few shops of varying different types um, because this is sort of the hub where people come in and come out via the lifts. So it's trafficked often. 
And there's a lot of people that put up temporary shops in like stalls and stuff. Um, but unlike what you would probably be used to seeing in like small markets back home, there's no produce being sold because it's just too cold to kind of stash it outside in the booths. What about iceberg lettuce? <laughs> Bad. <laughs> um, you you catch a glimpse of a couple small shops. Um, there is one called the Queen's Wreath. Uh, there is um, another called uh, Hearth and Home. Um, but instead of an and, it's an N. Um, because why oh, not? Um, <clears throat> and uh, those are the two primary ones you find that seem seem to carry like foods, food goods. Um, and then you also find a couple general stores, one of one, one of which is just called Liftside General Store. Um, you find another one, Gerald's uh, Locker, which is just a, um, seems like a general store as well. Um, and they all seem to be kind of positioned like directly across from each other as if they're like in direct competition, fighting for uh, foot traffic along the main thoroughfare. Okay. Uh, Ozzy, are you just casing the area or are you asking also you have a class feature related to uh discovering locations and information in a new city oh yeah i do huh um although i don't think i get that until second level do i i'm not sure i don't have your class pulled up but i can yeah i'm pretty sure i don't get it until second level Okay. Um, yeah. My first question still stands. Cool. Yeah, I think uh, Ozzy will just ask somebody. Okay. Um, you ask a couple people, and most of the responses you get are pretty uninformative. Um, just a few, like, I'm not I'm not sure, man. That's uh, stuff further north. Um, one person says that he's, you find an old man who's, like, just, like, chewing some tobacco outside one of mm-hmm. the shops. And he's like, I swear I saw one just outside town the other night. And he's just rambling to to you, but he never makes eye contact with you. <laughs> As he's just like um, looking down at the ground and like gesturing with his hands, saying that he saw one uh, recently near the outskirts of town. Um, but you turn very little concrete leads. No one's able to give you any directions or, or information. About um, clothing stores. Yeah, any of the general You saw stores, one just outside the town the other night. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, many of the general stores also carry, like, clothing goods. So um, the same two that I mentioned um, to Maisel, um, you eventually happen upon uh, looping back around to the main thoroughfare because they're pretty obvious. Um, but anything okay. more specific or tailored to extreme cold, you haven't quite found. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'll just go to whichever one Maisel's not going to. <laughs> Okay. Maisel, where would you like to go first? Uh, I would like to go to the uh, Gerald's Locker. Um, you enter, and there is a uh, like a long, thin room uh, through the, the arched doorway with, like, it's got, like, stained glass above the door on this, like, arch, and then a little doorknob and stained glass windows on left or right side. And as you open it, a little bell rings, and some cold air rushes in behind you and fills the room. And it's this long, uh, thin corridor that goes straight to the back, and at the very back you see uh, a a countertop with a dwarven gentleman kind of flipping through the pages of a what what you recognize to be a a shipping manifest. 
and he's smoking a pipe and kind of like leaning on the counter, taking like puffs in and then blowing it out as he's flipping through the pages. And it's just got stuff stacked on the walls all the way down the left and right. He looks up you, and uh, exhales. Uh, yeah. Who, uh, what brings you in today? We're, uh, uh, we're heading north and I, uh, I could use, uh, some, some provisions, something to, uh, uh, you know, c- c- cut the cold. Do you, uh, what, what sort of, well, drinks do you have? You, uh, talking like spirits? That. Understood. Uh, carry a few bottles of, uh, some grain spirits and some wines, uh, from south of the edge, uh, down in the hearth. Um, mostly, uh, mostly grain for the, the clear spirits and then some wine. Don't really have too many of the, uh, darker spirits anything uh, a little more aged don't really carry it too far that's uh that's fine we don't we don't need the wine what uh, uh what sort of what sort of spirits do you have uh well i mean we've got verdon uh verdon gin is one of them um so that one's gonna be directly from the city uh just south and then uh we've got a couple others that are a little more uh further into the center of the hearth uh I don't recall the names off the top of my head. I can get them out for you if you'd like. Um, most of Please. Them pretty. Okay. Um, and he rifles underneath the counter and he pulls a couple wax-sealed bottles that are crystal clear with a clear liquid inside. Um, one of them has a, a ribbon with like a sprig of um, like rosemary tied to the neck. And that one you immediately recognize to be the Verdon Gin. Uh, he pulls out two other bottles. One is a stout kind of square bottle with a cork um, sealed with wax. And then the, the last one is sort of like a round, uh, flat bottle, um, again, sealed with a cork. Yeah, I want to pick up the, the um, Verdun one and just sort of um, look around, like look for the uh, the vintage of it, like what, uh, how, how recently it's been distilled and all that. Um, um, sure. Make an investigation check. Ooh. Well, you'd figure this would be something I would know about, but uh, that's a four. Um, you don't know too much details. You read the label. That much is... is While you were looking, I want to just, like, if I can grab, like, a little basket and put, like, a couple things of salt. Um, maybe if there's, like, jerky or something like that. Just, like, long-lasting foods that I know I'm also going to want to buy. Um, and I'm just sort of, like, perusing around, um, and picking up, like, uh, what else would I want? Like, uh, uh, what's the, the hard tack? Um, and I looked at Drang, like, is is, th- is this enough? He's difficult to say. Um, maybe. I do yeah. not know if yeah. the key again. I just like I I double everything I'm carrying right now, and I, she shrugs at me, and I shrug back at her. <laughs> okay. We have a just we have a little shopping shrug at each other. <laughs> so the but uh, I, yeah, I'll bring that back and say and the uh, the Verdanchen as well. Okay, so you're going to take the Verdon Gin, um, and you said you were going to take rations. Um, how many days' worth of rations for how many? Um, yep. Okay, Seven so days, four, four people. Day. Seven days, four people. So you said 28 rations. Anything else that you're grabbing as well? You said the gin? Mm, the no, just the gin. Yep. So the gin is, is 20 gold. So, so keeping in mind that I was originally going to just grab 14. Okay. So, like, she has no idea if this is way too much or way too little. Okay. So that would be uh, 
56 silver for the uh, the rations. Okay. Um, and she sort of looks the guy up and down and like has no idea how to haggle. She's like, oh, okay. Uh, and just hands him the money. <laughs> okay. Um, how do I do yeah. math here? He, uh, he takes the, uh, he takes the gold and he kind of hand, hands you the bottle from across the counter and he nods and he says, uh, pleasure doing business with you. If you need anything else, come back and see us. And he kind of slides his, uh, shipping manifest back over and starts flipping through the pages again. Uh, that's all I want to do in here right now. Um, and I guess as I walk out, do I, I do I like, oh, you said you're going to the other, um, uh, general store, right? Uh, Dylan or Dalton, excuse me. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So you enter the. Uh... Oh no! You said no. You said it was Gerald's locker. There we go. All right. So you go into Hearth and Home. And uh, no, Liftside General Store. There we go. That's the correct way this goes. <laughs> um, you enter, and it's um, not quite so narrow. It's kind of just a general like square footprint. There's some uh, tables in the center that are have good goods like stacked. Uh, in a circle facing outward and stuff hanging from the walls. Um, there's like climbing gear, um, clothes, rations, um, some small amounts of like arms, uh, like weapons. Um, just anything you would expect from a typical general shop. Um, cool. Do they have... Do snowshoes exist? Uh, yeah. There's There's snowshoes. There's a couple pairs hanging on the wall. Okay, um, I'm gonna approach the, uh, the shopkeep. Okay. It's a, uh, um, uh, elven woman. Um, she's got dark black hair that's pulled up into a bun, and she's wearing, like, a, uh, strangely enough, indoors, she's wearing not only her clothing, but also her, like, winter cloak over it. Um, and she is, uh, just kind of sta- sitting there with her hands crossed, uh, tapping her fingers together. Um, and then she sees you enter and she goes, Oh, hey, yes, please, come in. Hi, how can we help you? Uh, hey, how are you doing? Um, my, uh, my friend and I here are going to be taking a trip up north. Um, I don't know how far north, but it sounds like uh, cold north. So we're just looking to, uh, you know, prepare for that, as it were. <laughs> understood. Understood. So, so we need. Um, what all are you looking for? Just, just clothing and uh, equipment. Any, you name it. I'll, I'll get it for you. Yeah, I'm thinking. Um, I'm all good. As you can see, my outfit is already perfect in every conceivable way. Um, but my it's, partner it's, here, <laughs> it's, it's quite striking. Thank you, thank you. Um, but my partner here is going to need to get uh, geared up. Okay, wonderful. Um, do you know what what exactly you're looking for for them? That's a bit vague. Um, I would love for him to not freeze to death on the way there. Understood. So some some warm weather, or excuse me, cold weather. Keep you warm. Uh, warm, <laughs> cold. Oh, almost did it again. Uh, <laughs> some cold weather clothes. Perfect. Well, we've got plenty um, hanging on the walls. By all means, just grab one that is the right size and bring it up to the counter. Is there anything else I can help with? How... You said cold north, but how cold? Because it gets pretty vicious uh, once you break a certain point. I mean, are we traveling into the into the nothing? Or are you just 
heading up a little ways. Uh, no, I think there was some nothing mentioned. Ah, that's, uh, well, uh, anyways, so what, what else are we looking for? Um, tell me about those snowshoes you got hanging up on the wall. Well, you, you strap them on and you can walk on snow. Well, sort of walk through snow a little bit better than normal. Um, that's, that's the gist of it. It's just, uh, snowshoes. He uh, puts his hand to his chin and says, uh, shoes for snow. Interesting. Okay, uh, how much of those do you want me? Oh, um, <laughs> it's, it's five gold per pair. Uh, how many are there? Uh, she has three sets. Um, okay, yeah, Ozzy says, uh, yeah, I'll take all of them. Okay, that'll be, uh, 15 gold. And I fork it over. Okay, um... She uh, uh, walks out from behind the the small counter desk and kind of grabs them off the wall and sets them on the counter and says, "Anything else we're looking for?" Um, I think I turned to Zeph and say, uh, "Go pick yourself out something nice that'll keep you from, uh, you know, freezing to death. Nothing too nice, though." He uh, nods and starts looking through the the clothes hanging on the wall, trying to find something of the appropriate size, and. Uh, is he? Did you reshackle him, or have, has he been? Uh, no, he's open? he's free. I've got the shackles like in in one of my many layers for sure. But okay. I'm letting him do his thing. Uh, the clerk just kind of stands uh, watching both of you, like eyes wide, looking back and forth between the two of you. Okay, um, I have to ask. So, if you're traveling north, um, you, this is pardon my. Um, I really hate to, to, to uh, encourage someone to seek business elsewhere, but um, for the sake of easing my conscience that you don't die, um, have you already sourced um, some Lyra stones for your journey? I do not know what that means. So that's a no. Well, um, I'll inform you. Uh, I don't carry them, unfortunately. There are some some shops here in Gunner's Hope that do. Um, I am unlucky enough to not have a source to obtain them. So it's uh, really hurt the business lately. Um, they're these wonderful little stones made of obsidian, uh, sourced out of uh, uh, the Jewels of Lyra, um, far to the south of the Athesh Desert. They're gorgeous little things. Um, they also have this uh, neat trait of basically creating a sphere of pleasant warmth. Uh, around the carrier at all times. Wow, that sounds uh, just lovely. Uh, so if you don't got them, where do I find them? Are you still planning to... And she points to the snowshoes on the counter. Uh, am I planning on the snowshoes? I mean, yeah. Are we still um, conducting business? Oh, yeah. No, I'm not going to... I already gave you the money for the snowshoes. Come on, what else am I supposed to do? Okay, so I only know of two places that carry it, um, carry them. Uh, one of them is the Queen's Wreath. Um, you can find some of them there, usually, uh, if you can stomach uh, working with the owner. Uh, she's a bit, yeah, creepy. And um, there is um, a small hole-in-the-wall shop uh, just at the edge of town that's suddenly blown up after 
finding a distributor for Lyra Stones. Um, really stealing my business. Um, <clears throat> anyways, um, it's a uh, it's it's just the uh, the Gunner's Holt General. Um, real creative name. Uh, all right, yeah, we'll check it out. Hey, another question for you. Yes. You know where I can find a beetle? <laughs> now, Mister, I'm um, I'm afraid that you're. <clears throat> that's not a. That's a bit of a dangerous thing to be looking for. Yeah. <laughs> um, Ozzy puts his hand on the on the counter and says, "Uh, I'm a dangerous kind of guy." Well, you see, there's um. Here in the north, we have a um, we have some bands of roaming uh, white dragonborn, um, couple clans, kind of make their business in wrangling and selling uh, said insects, because uh, they're the only ones either crazy, brave, or stupid enough to do it. Doesn't hurt that they are immune to the cold. Um, real dangerous stuff, and I don't just mean the insects, which could very well just eat you instead of let you ride them. Um, the dragonborns themselves are also a little um, rough. I've seen a lot of people try to negotiate for um, well, not seen, but heard of some people trying to negotiate for some of these uh, mounts and um, ending up little more than uh, frozen chunks of person somewhere out in the empty. <laughs> um, Ozzy is now visibly excited and says, uh, where can I find one of these, one of these, one of these people? They occasionally come just to the outskirts of Gunner's Holt. Usually they travel east to west, um, along the edge, just a little bit further north than most of the towns so that they stay clear of any guards. They make some stops at some of the more central uh, parts of the of the the Dominion. Um, I heard there might have been one, uh, a band of them, uh, just north of Gunner's Holt recently, maybe just outside town. They may have set up camp. Um, not sure how far out, but, um, you know, close enough that you can find them if you want to, if they're still there. Well, let me tell you, you have been an incredible help today. Uh, and then um, Ozzy, like, snaps his finger and is like, Yo, Zephy, you done picking out clothes? Let's go. He's just, like, holding, uh, like, a long, um, heavy cloak and some, uh, like, a heavy tunic in his arms. And he brings it up and sets it on the counter. Uh, and she says, yeah. uh, for that, it'll be uh, uh, two gold, one gold for each of the pieces. Uh, yeah, I, I hand that over. And she kind of takes it and puts it in the lockbox under the counter, and she's like, thank you for your business, and um, have a pleasant and safe journey. Uh, you as well, I guess. <laughs> uh, and rolls out. I'm not going anywhere. And she goes back <laughs> behind the counter. <laughs> hey, Cap. What are the spell pieces in this ad? Um... Advertising, pandering, obligatory, and team. 
Then I want to use my piece, Honest, and cast Honest Advertising to tell people that Sword of Symphonies is an actual playtest campaign of the game that you made starring us. Ooh, ooh, and I want to cast Charming Pandering and tell them how much fun we are to listen to. Ooh, or would that be Charming Team? I think I have a charming team, yes, Kirsten. Oh, Nick, do you want honest advertising to tell them that we have sort of a cozy horror vibe and that people can listen to us every Saturday? Oh, and before we do that, I'd like to add my spell piece music because I write everything in-house. Yeah, I love your music, Kathleen. And I think your sound work in general is top-notch. So let's cast honest music advertising and charming team on the listener and invite them to join us on Sword of Symphonies. I would like to attempt to reconvene with Maisel and Drang before sure. making uh, my not, next stop. <clears throat> it's not too terribly hard. They, um, you both emerge out onto the uh, uh, the same road. Yeah, the shops are right across from each other, and Drang <laughs> incredibly noticeable. <laughs> Antlers. Um. So yeah, I approach and then like, uh, all right. So I got us some snowshoes, and uh, I got a lead on some some magic stones or something? I don't know. I, w- I wasn't paying a lot of attention. I was thinking about a big bug. Mm. Magic stones that do what? Uh, keep you warm, I guess. Oh. That's actually a very good idea. The, the shopkeep gave me two locations, uh, and I relay those, and then I say, um... As he says Queen's Reef, I point, like, over my shoulder. I'm assuming it's, like, right there. And then Ozzy says, um, so if you two feel like checking that out, I'm gonna go see a guy about a bug. I'm... Nope, this is just actually me. I'm not super comfortable uh, letting him just run off with uh, with Zeph. Why don't uh, you come with us, Queen's Reef, and we'll all go together. If you're gonna fight a big bug, you might need, uh, you know, a big reindeer. I'm, I, I'm just buying a big bug. I don't think it's gonna be that big of a deal. Here's what I'm thinking. I would rather we stick together. Alright, fine. Let's go to the place. Um, can we at least divide our time between the two locations. Fine. Yeah, we're just buying some rocks. All right. I'll meet you back here. Nobody buy more rocks than seems necessary. I don't know. <laughs> so you uh, said that the the one on the edge of town is probably closer to where the, the bug brain quarters are? Yeah, mm-hmm. it's going to be further north. Um, and then the Queen's Wreath is literally right over your shoulder. Uh, yeah, I'm fine going right there. Look to drink. Bang has been, I think, like, um, I mean, very bored. tired, <laughs> very tired and bored and confused. <laughs> so, like, it's kind of staring at his uh, Yes, um, is a good idea. All right, great. We'll head to the one on the outskirts. Uh, you come meet us there once you're done, and then we'll all go try to find a bug. Sounds like a plan. Yes. Um, okay. So yeah. Maisel and Drang, as you two approach um, the Queen's Wreath, the outside is pretty simple, um, just plain wood. Um, the door frame is pretty simple. There is a like latched handle that you press like a button on to pull it open. And strangely, there's there's no real adornments. There is a small so- painted sign hanging above the door frame, um, but there is also a line. It, it's faint, so you almost don't see it at first. But there's this thick line of sand running the entire length of the front of the building and across the threshold of the door. 
and it's got this like shimmery like white color to it it almost blends in with the snow if it wasn't for the fact that the snow has kind of been cleared around this area but there is this like thick line about like six inches wide of sand okay um you said we do notice it mm-hmm. okay um i want to yeah, just like it's... lean down before walking in and before stepping over it and just sort of like not sniff that was me uh just like <laughs> look curiously at it um and maybe try to like see if i recall anything about like i don't know like old witches or something weird sure um <laughs> make a make a history check for me history Drang, are you still just kind of like like tiredly hanging behind Maisel through this? Well, now I'm curious because there's sand. there's weird <laughs> sand, and this is a lot. Look, this is a lot closer to Drang's wheelhouse than money is. Yeah, totally. <laughs> weird dirt. Drang's here. Drang's, I think, rolling nature. Yeah, make a nature check for me. I think she's in- thirteen oh. on my end. Fifteen. Okay. Okay. Um. Maisel, you don't recall anything about this. It, it doesn't seem reminiscent to you of anything in particular. I mean, it, it just doesn't stick out at you immediately. Drang, uh, however, you recognize this sand um, uh, where geographically it's from, a place you've never really been, but you know of. Um, it is white sand from the White Sea uh, of the Athesh Desert. Um, it's the northern half of the Athesh Desert, um, far, far to the west of the continent of Bailheart. Um, and it's miraculously thousands and thousands of miles from its home. Hmm. How peculiar. What's that? This sand is from... And Drang, in her awkward way, kind of relates... <laughs> the same thing, yeah. <laughs> yeah, relates where the sand is from. And is now very interested in what's going on. <laughs> it's weird sand. It's, can I, is it all right to, like, step on? I'm not going to, like, get a curse or something, am I? There's no... I, I do not think there is a curse. Okay, I just step over it. And okay. And you notice that the door opens. You know that the, notice that the door, strangely enough, opens inward so as not to disrupt the the line of sand, uh, which is uncommon for most shops. Most of those doors open outward towards the person entering. Drank follows. As you enter and you pass through the threshold over the sand, both of you, uh, Maisel, you are hit with a wave of warmth that just rolls over you, like a really, like particularly warm summer day. Drang, oh, it feels terrible. <laughs> it's, yeah. you're, not, you're, not, you're not a fan of the warmth. Um, Don't it's like. Not harm, it's not harmful to you, but it immediately makes your already essentially like having a head cold from this this key a little bit worse because now you're just a little like hot, hot and, and Why is everything yucky? Why is, <laughs> why is everything in your world yucky to me, Dylan? <laughs> um... It's I'm gonna dis- go find a giant beetle. That won't be gross. <laughs> it's slightly dis- uh, It's slightly uncomfortable, but not harmful. You can tolerate. Yucky. It. It's just. It's just. It's. It's like Yucky. being in a place that's slightly too warm. You just feel kind of gross. Mm. Yeah. Drawing makes that dissatisfied snort that she makes, but doesn't say anything. Just. <laughs> I know it's wonderful in here, right? And <clears throat> as you enter, the place is dim. It's lit by 
a small bowl-like chandelier on the ceiling that's really close to the ceiling, and it's got these little globes that are glowing dimly, kind of suspended in the bowl, floating, like uh, like, it, like they're in a soup. They're kind of like slowly meandering about, and they're casting this dim, orangish light in the space, and you can smell strong herbs and spices, like like really strong curries almost, like just this intense wave of um, very uh, rich scents. And in front of you, there's this wide room with nothing in the center, walls with small shelves of bottles that have ground like powders in them, some with small small vials of fluids. Um, there's small like knickknacks and doodads just like on shelves. A lot of it seems kind of random. And there's no counter. There is just sitting directly across from the entrance, a person in a shawl sitting with their legs crossed, hunched over a small bowl of water, really wide and shallow. And they are sitting on top of this massive rug that is made of these beautiful glimmering uh, woven threads of like reds and golds and slight hints of black um, and and oranges that kind of shimmer with the moving lights above it. And it's got this embroidered pattern of a large sun with a woman's face in the center of it and a wreath uh, kind of running the perimeter around the, the center of the sun and these sharp sunbeams stretching out to the very edges of the um, the actual carpet itself, which almost goes to the walls. Um, Drang, you don't even need to think that hard about it to see that symbol and immediately recognize it as the symbol of the Summer Queen and the Summer Court. Immediately. At a glance. Just like that. Yeah, it makes sense. (laughs) This is the kind of shit they do. Um, and that figure is just kind of leaning face cloaked by the the shawl they're wearing staring into this bowl and as you guys enter their head slowly peeks up and it roll the the shawl rolls back and they've got this long lupine snout and they're a fox fae with like deep set eyes that show even for a fae a great deal of age and as soon as you enter it looks up and says oh Welcome. To what do I owe the pleasure of your presence on this day? Um, I assume that uh, she's talking like through me and like ignoring me. And I just, I look up to Drang like a little kid waiting for mom to answer. (laughs) I think Drang gives a polite little bow. I'm speaking to you, winter friend. You I will address in a moment. Oh, I um, I guess I'm here to buy some rocks. Uh, <laughs> and she steps in and, like, is, is very uncomfortable in the situation and, like, makes sure to step around the perimeter of the, of the rug and, like, puts her hands in her pockets and is, like, aimlessly kind of looking at the, 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 the shelves just over the shoulders of, um, of this fae. Um, she doesn't move her head as you walk. She continues to stare straight forward towards the the front of the building. 
Um, and she's almost all the way to the back of the room. There's not much more behind her other than a small door on the side. Um, most okay. of the shelves are kind of lined ahead of her. Um, she's oh, got it. set at the very back of this building. She says, what have you come seeking, young one? Boy, we really shouldn't have split up. Um, we're, we're heading north, and uh, I'm already cold, and it, uh, I guess we're, we're seeking a way to not, not die in the, the, the cold. I see. Boy, I should have thought this through. You have come to the correct place. Oh, good. Good. And she she waves her hand, or they wave their hand over the bowl, and like without touching it, ripples start to kind of move across it. And she casts her hand back the other way, and the ripples kind of move the other direction. They actually stop without hitting the edge of the bowl, and then start moving backwards. And she says, "The cold has no purchase here. We are guided by the gaze of the queen. I know now what you seek." And she points to you without looking at you. And she holds her hand out and kind of beckons uh, Drang forward. And she says, you, child of winter, what do you seek? And I, like, rivalries aside, this is an elder. And Drang, she's older even than Drang is. So Mm -hmm. Drang approaches and says, I I accompany Mizel. I travel north. No, there is something you seek. Step closer. Then she does. Okay. And she continues to hold her hand out until you get close enough for her. Yep. (laughs) Drag continues to do this. How close do you get? I mean, until she stops doing that. (laughs) You get right standing above her, towering over her. And without looking up at you, she reaches her hand and grabs yours, the one with the scar from the key. And she turns it over. And she tilts her head and shakes it and lets go. And waves her hand over the pool of water in front of her once again. And she says, This is a shame. Such malicious things made by the hand of mortal. You are poisoned, child of winter. You are poisoned by steel from not this land, but from far beyond it. It is sickness to us. You've touched it, and it it has burned into you. So pure it has to be to be able to cause such pain. It is used in many painful ways by those who seek to harm us. I cannot soothe this pain, but I do know how. Would you tell me how then, mother? Visit an anchor, the point where you connect with the wild. The totems will purge your body of the sickness that has rooted itself inside, and you will be whole again. And Drang kind of like gives a deep, respectful bow. She, she steps back so that she doesn't bonk anybody with her antlers. Mm-hmm. But thank you for your guidance. Child of Winter, do you journey to the throne? I do. I am called. 
Ah, so our cold emperor has woken. And I think at this, Drang does actually give a little bit of a laugh because, like, I mean, he's her grandpa, but he's he's extremely lazy and everyone knows it. <laughs> everyone in the family knows grandpa is lazy, so she does give a little, yes. I hold solace in knowing that he has chosen to wake after the courts have met. I was not prepared for a long winter these next four years. Mm. So, I hope that he wakes in good health and good temper for the sake of all there have been troubling things in this world recently especially Mm. for us I fear his nature will not just betray him but us all I hope he has an even temper Mm. as do I as do I, mother. Nah, mortal child. What do you seek? You said stones. I, uh, I, I do. Ah, I see. They are difficult to procure. I, um, have some. Only a few. I have two of them. We, we um, we, we, are you willing to part with them? Why, yes. I am more than willing to part with them. I have um, the two. If you would like to purchase the two, it will be, um, I believe, let me see. And she kind of like stops for a second and kind of closes her eyes, even though they've, you haven't caught a glance at them, but she's had, she's just been staring forward most of this time. She finally kind of like scrunches her face up. Ah. Uh, they are for both 300. Um, 300 what? Oh, gold. Uh, gold. 300 gold. We, uh, we haven't got that kind of m- money on, on hand. Is... Mm. This is unfortunate. There's nothing that, uh, that we could do in, in, instead, is there? And she sort of, uh, Basil sort of, like, uh, like, goes to the edge of the rug and, like, leans down to try to, like, get an eye line with her. I do not need to see you. And she kind of waves her hand in front of her face. Okay. She's like, I feel you close enough. Drang, I think, reaches out and gives Maisel a pat, like, (laughs) (laughs) thank you, you're doing fine. (laughs) I... Do not need anything too terribly much right now. Nothing that you could bring me if you intend to travel north, which it seems you do. I need nothing from these lands. These lands are not my home. What about from your home? Uh, That's quite the journey. Perhaps if you go that far for me, I will give them to you for free. Provided I give them when you return. Right. Right. I don't suppose you have such time. Maisel, once again, is just like staring at Dring, like, what do I do? I'm terrified of this god thing. (laughs) (laughs) Perhaps we shall talk with Ozzy, shall we? Um, I... 
Perhaps together we have enough money for the mother. Um, and uh, as she says that, she like uh, she puts her hand in her pockets and and pulls out the brass thing again and just like holds it up. Is like, is this anything? <laughs> she turns her palm up and holds it out. And we have <laughs> hand it across. Yeah. Okay. She takes it. The non-broken one. The non-broken. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I have both of them again. Yes. She holds it in her hand and kind of like, just kind of moves it around. Hmm. And she reaches back to hand it to you. Okay, I, I grab it. This is, uh, this object is strange. It holds, hmm, it holds mortal magic inside. Quite strong, in fact very tightly sealed. I am not a practicer of the magic of mortals, but it seems powerful. If small. Hmm. What if what if there's uh, lots of them? I am no expert of uh, what you call arcane. This I am not an expert in, but that is a great deal of energy, power. It could be used for many things. It is like the wild that we, and she gestures to Drang and herself, um, that we are connected to. It is vast and very powerful. If there are Enough of these, it could be powerful. Well, um, th- thank, thank you. I would recommend you ask one of hmm, an arcane persuasion. Perhaps they may know more than I. She just sort of nods silently and. Uh, I think still wants to, like, just do, like, a once-over glance of, like, just the shelves of, like, anything that looks um, recognizable. Not weird, but, like, oh, yeah, that's a thing that I've seen before. Yeah. A lot of the shop shelves are filled with, um, like, spices and um, fresh, like, herbs all bottled, ready to be just purchased off the shelf. There's a number of small knickknacks. Most of them seem kind of benign, unimportant. There's some cured foods mostly like jerkies um, of different things. Like there's beef jerky, there's fish jerky, a lot of stuff that's just kind of made to last up here. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's stuff that's like oddly out of place, stuff that doesn't make sense with where you are, specifically things like um, there are warm weather clothes, uh, stuff designed to not have that much weight on it to keep it breathable. Stuff designed for a climate much the opposite of where you currently find yourself. Okay. Um, I want to take a moment to peruse those. Um, and uh, can I, I don't know, maybe land on like a, um, just like a light, like, uh, like headscarf kind of thing. Yeah, there's one. Okay. She okay. Asks, she asks for a single silver for it. Okay. Yeah. I want to pick it up as a memento of our conversation. Okay. Uh, Ozzy, you get to the edge of town, and you do see this hole in the wall, 
um, shop that was described to you. Um, it's this tiny little like uh, like latch top like um, shop where it has the like uh, like shade that flips up and gets locked into place and reveals like a counter. And there's a small door on the side and the window is open. And as you approach and go for the door, it's locked. <laughs> um, but there's a bell sitting on the counter. Yeah, I ring the bell. Uh, as you ring it, a, um, a, a tiefling kind of steps out from uh, in the shadows, uh, wearing some um, pretty, like, elaborate and fancy clothes for such a small shop. And he leans up, and he's got this, like, just bright red skin and these piercing orange eyes. And he leans on the counter and puts his hand on his chin. And he smiles, this big toothy grin, and he's got a row of like sharp canines that are gold. And he just grins at you and he says, How can I help you today, stranger? Uh, loving the look, my friend. Uh, you would be great yeah, in the ring. Likewise. <laughs> Finally, somebody recognizes what I'm trying to do here. I don't know the specific goal, but I like it. Hey, that's all I'm after, my friend. That is all I'm after. So, uh, Hey, I hear you are a purveyor of some of the, uh, stranger goods. He kind of, like, narrows his eyes at you. Uh, perhaps? What are you looking for? Um, before we proceed, do I have anything that has the, like, rusted ring symbol on it? Hmm. I don't have, like, a brooch, I know, like, Noir, but I'm wondering if I just have, like, a stamped letter or something. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You have a... You do have a letter from the Syndicate um, with the... Uh, it doesn't have the symbol of the... Um, of the Syndicate, but it does mm -hmm. have uh, a official seal from um, a particular individual within the Syndicate, um, uh, namely... Uh, the head of the syndicate, his personal seal, is on the cool. letter. Um, so I'm going to pull that out and uh, show it to this tiefling and say, uh, my friend, uh, before we go any further, what's your name? He kind of looks at the, uh, the letter for a second and then looks at you. Name's, uh, name's Justice. Hell yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, I show him the letter or the seal specifically and say, uh, not justice. Does this mean anything to you? Can't say I've ever seen it before. It's a real strange seal you got there. And he kind of puts his, uh, both his arms on the, the counter and intertwines his fingers and keeps staring at it. And then back at you and says, uh, what are you looking for, friend? Exactly. Well, first and foremost, I'm uh, going to be taking a trip up north, um, further north than most people like to go. And I hear you're the person to talk to if I'm looking for some artifacts that can make that journey a little easier. I mean, I've got a number of things. I've got, uh, I do have some Lyra stones. Those will keep you warm on the journey north. Uh, got a few of them. Got a good contact uh, outside of the north. They're uh, brought up straight from uh, Aaliyah in the Empire. 
I've got, uh, four of them. They're expensive, though. Import taxes. Uh, how, how much we talking here? I mean, for my usual clientele, they, they treat me good. <laughs> um, for them, I give them, you know, it's, uh, 250 apiece. And then he puts his hand on the letter. What's, uh, what's bringing you so far north, friend? Ozzy kind of looks over his shoulder to make sure there's nobody else in the area besides Zaf. Um, Make a perception check. Oof. (laughs) Four. Seems clear. Street's mostly empty this far away from the center of town. Well, um, so Ozzy says, um, I don't know if you've heard about a, uh, problem in these parts. Uh, an information problem, as it were. And I haven't heard anything. News, uh, news comes slowly this far north. Um, what kind of information problem are we talking about? Well, let's just say an information problem that my employers aren't particularly fond of. But on the bright side, I found the problem. And then points his thumb at Zaf. So you did. Seems like you did a good job for yourself. Why are you still heading north if you've already found your uh, problem? Well... Problems tend to lead to more problems, if you know what I mean. I can see that line of thought. Now, how can I assist you with these additional problems? Well, I have it on a reliable word that I'm going to need to cross the, uh, the majority of the North to get where I'm going. Hmm. That's one damn big task you have ahead of you. Not an easy one. Real dangerous. I might be able to assist you a bit with that. Depends on some things, though. What do you got for me? He palms the, uh, the letter off the table. He doesn't open it. He just looks at you. He says, Now, real interesting thing for you to be carrying... The seal of uh, of the Crimson King like this, but uh, this is the official seal. Now, just any anybody who happens to receive a letter from our good friend may have one of these seals, and I fail to see a signet on you anywhere. Now, I'm not calling you a liar, and he sets the letter back on the counter. Because you seem like you're smart enough not to do something that stupid. So, I will extend to you the benefit of the doubt. I will ask you once and only once. Are you working in the interest of us or yourself? Um, yeah, I think Ozzy kind of um, taps his fingers on the countertop. Uh, did you say there was a countertop outside? Yeah, like under the it's, like it's kind of like a gazebo almost. Or um, not a, yeah. No, yes. Yes, gazebo. Yeah. Um, so Ozzy says, um, well, honesty deserves honesty. I'm working for them because they've made it necessary. I see. 
So they've got something on you. You know what? I respect that. That you're honest. A lot of people could have lied. Just this once. I'll make an, an exception. I'll extend to you the service I normally save for those who are a member. But only this once. And if you betray this trust that I am offering you, I will have your head. Ozzy just kind of chuckles and says, um, and at this well, point, he, he, leans, he leans forward over the, the counter, and you can see, peeking out from the neckline of his tunic, that there is that symbol branded into his chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ozzy chuckles and says, uh, well, you'll have to get in line for it, but you've got yourself a deal. He nods a few times, and he says, all right. I'm not going to clear my entire stock out just for you. In fact, I plan to raise the price once you take a few off my hands. You know, demand. I'll give you two of them out of the four for 150 gold. No less. Hmm. Let me just... uh... And if I ever see you back in this town again, I may be asking you a favor, I may not. But if you refuse it, again, unwise. Um... Yeah, I think Ozzy just says, uh, 100 gold is going to be challenging for me. You see, uh, as you might have discerned, I'm not quite in the ranks of the, uh, for 150 gold. I'm not quite in the ranks of the, uh, the established, as it were. I'm not sure what to tell you. That's as low as I can go. That's well below what I paid for him. Well, somewhat below what I paid for him. <laughs> How about one? One? For one, I'll make an exception. 100 gold flat. That's over half. Um, Ozzy turns to Zeph and says, You believe this guy? <laughs> and then I turn back to Justice and I say, um, Alright, look. How about you, you show me what else you got that might come in handy for this trip? Um, I'll do some perusing and then I'll come back to the question in hand. All right. That works for me. I'll give you a couple things to pick out. Um, and for the sake of the fact that I don't have, like, any, um, like, a list of items for, mm-hmm. like, um, like, small wondrous items, we can, uh, we'll figure that out another time. I'll give mm-hmm. you a list of stuff, um, after, uh, the session, and you can pick something to go with the stone. Cool. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll throw that in. With the stone, hundred flat. You're getting a steal. All right, you got yourself a deal. All right. He sets the stone and the nondescript item on the counter. <laughs> the, uh, the, the JPEG artifact. <laughs> Any, like anything that, that touches it just starts to disintegrate at the seams and just get, bit, like, deep... Fry. Okay, well, that's that's worth a lot more than this interaction would. <laughs> yeah, so I, I turn it over. Okay, cool. He takes the hundred gold from you. Um, that's all my gold. <laughs> um, and then before before I leave, I'm gonna say, uh, now my friend, I've got one more stop I'm making uh, before I head out of your fine fine town. 
All right. You know anything about a beetle? <laughs> That's、oh, a dangerous thing to ask, <laughs> but it's a fun thing to ask. I respect the.、Uh, we'll call it bravery. How about、I'm、that? A fun guy. What can I say? All right. All right. Dragonborn Clan was seen north of here just a, two nights ago. Didn't pass by and continue going east. They started heading north. Imagine you can probably find them about half the way between、uh, here and the Ice Wield. Best guess. Maybe about a day's travel at most. And that that travel, that's doable on foot. I assume we won't need anything to get there. That's a tough one, but it is doable. Anything further than that is going to get tough. But、uh, that first leg is at least possible. All right, all right.、Uh, how about the mastiffs? You know anything about them? Ah, yeah. There's a couple a、uh, couple kennels around that you can pick some up from. Good breeders, local.、Um, Gunner family owns a couple of them. Since they kind of founded the town, you look around, you can find probably about three or four in the town. Just keep an eye out. How much does、uh, does one of those run? Eh,、uh, depends on the kennel. Better ones, better breeding, more expensive. Official ones, Gunner family owned ones. They're gonna be、uh, pricey. Probably looking at a cool half platinum for each. But some of the other ones, cheaper ones,、um, a little more workhorse type, not so、uh, fancy. You can get a. One of them for a couple hundred gold if you're a smooth talker. All right.、Uh, any of these breeders familiar with our employers? Gunner family keeps our connections questionable. They've、uh, they've put a pretty、uh, large line in the snow、uh, between us and the mastiffs. It's not something that we have any.、Uh, Business with, unfortunately, they've、uh, kept us out of it. They've got a bit too much power this far north, and we're a bit too far away from the empire to really flex our muscles on them. I understand.、Uh, last question for you, friend. You know how these mastiffs do around the bugs? They uh, they chums. Uh, I know some of the、uh, Dominion folk for the north use the mastiffs to hunt them. But I don't know. They're wild animals. You break them in hard enough, maybe they'll get along. All right, I catch your drift. Well, I、uh, I thank you for your service. Sure. <laughs> don't mention it. And if you need anything <laughs> else, come back and pay full price. Ozzy says, "Um, unlikely," and turns around to go wait for、uh, for Dragon Maisel. Okay. Um, you all convene、uh, about halfway in the the main thoroughfare, and all three of you come to like the center of the the, the town almost.、Um, Ozzy,、uh, stone in hand. Ozzy is just kind of like tossing it up and down like you would a baseball. Are they just like always? I don't know. Running?、Uh, to, like, do we feel the heat as he walks up? Oh,、um, yeah. So it's 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 a bubble of warmth about ten feet. Um, diameter. So as soon as he gets like really close, you do feel the warmth,、uh, and Drang、okay. gets slightly unpleasant, <laughs> <laughs> just slightly. So,、uh, how do we do? 
I like that. It, you're not holding any stones. What's going on here? We met a um, a fox who wanted all of our money and then some. I got a scarf. I met a tiefling who wanted all my money and I paid for it. We need these crystals to make the journey. Didn't weren't, weren't any of you listening to yourselves? Well, here's what we do. We stick close, right? This I, I can feel it from uh, from here. We'll just mm. we'll travel in a pack, and uh, it's not like we all need our own rock. We're not going to be venturing off on our own. Hey, have a hunch. We're going to be wanting our own rocks, but I hey, you want to give it a try? You give it a try. All right. Look, I had a uh, very productive chat. The mastiffs that we have been suggested uh, to take are not exactly in the affordable range unless either of you are rolling in a uh, few hundred gold. I just spent my last piece, as it were, buying the thing that we were supposed to be buying. So, I, uh, how much are we speaking? Uh, sounds like for a for a fancy boy, which I don't picture us wanting, we're talking about 500. Uh, but for, for something that can do some work, uh, two, two fifty three. Well, we can get there at least. Now, now, um, before we, before we, uh, get too deep into the economics here, mm-hmm. a platinum is how many gold? Uh, I believe it's 100. Okay. Oh, I thought it was a thousand. Uh, yeah, I thought it was ten. So, yeah, <laughs> like, according to D and D Beyond, it's ten. Oh, okay, it's ten. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now it was the Dungeon so, Dragon. So, that was not the correct. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I'm the dragon of this dungeon now. Five hundred <laughs> gold is correct. Anyways, so yeah, Ozzy's and um, now there are alternative options, uh, and he starts making clicky insect noises. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a crime doer. You're a criminal. Your, your great foley work is immediately cut off and interrupted by the, the piercing shouts of the only town crier you've seen since arriving in Gunner's Holt. Oh, it's a dude cool. In like heavy, like warm clothing. And he's got, like, a cone so he can be heard from further away. And he shouts, News from the Empire. Attack on the capital. Rebels kill innocent lives. Attack on the ring city of Aaliyah. Rebels from the south. Take the lives of civilians. And he just keeps going as he walks down the street. And that is where we're going to end for today. Edge of the World is a production of Tales from the Tabletop. Show notes, lore, fan art, and information about our other projects, including the Heart Engine role-playing system, are available on tfttpresents.com. Follow us on Twitter and on Twitch at tfttpresents. Join our Discord from the link on tfttpresents.com. This episode of Edge of the World was edited by Kathleen Childs. Our music is by Louis Zong. Our cast is Kat McDonald, Dalton Stevens, Dylan Irish, Joe Turner, and me, Bill Hinderman. 
Edge of the World comes out on Mondays and Thursdays, and we stream listen-alongs on Twitch on the last Friday of each month. Our full release and streaming schedule is available at tfttpresents.com. If you like this episode, please share it with your friends and leave a rating on Apple Podcasts. It helps more than you could possibly imagine. Edge of the World is hosted on Shortwave. Thanks for listening.